and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It's the Brad and Brit cast. One more this week, and we'll be done. The can That's will be full. That's correct. Like say. Thank you. Um, I've got a, I've got a list. Do you have any agenda items that have just been gnawing at you? I, I just have to say, this one is aimed squarely at you. When we had this situation down in Moore County where these people shot up the power station, you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And I was like, eh, we might want to use more than just like twist ties and a combination lock for a, a middle school locker. And you were like, oh, that's so stupid, Brit. You're an idiot. And now everybody's talking about how these things aren't guarded correctly. And we need to beef up on security at these little substation deals. I feel vindicated. Well, they, well there was just another one shot up two days ago yeah. in Thomasville, which is uh, really close to where we are. That's really close to where we are. I feel somewhat vindicated that perhaps, you know, people are looking into, again, maybe finding something that's like better than duct tape and spit in order to secure these things. I mean, ultimately, that's not the, the best solution. The best solution is to arrest the, the pieces of shit that are doing this. I'll give you that. But until then, you know. Well, but I, I do appreciate you somehow using this to to beat me up. Well, you did. Over- you you, you no. really you killed me on that. I, oh, so wait a minute. Wait a minute. Here's the point. The point yeah. is there are what about 50. I think the number is like 50,000 of these. There's a lot of stations across the country. Yeah, there's a lot. And, and, by the way, and just like with schools and grocery stores and movie theaters, the answer can't always be, and it seldom is, oh, if we would have just had armed guards at blank, this wouldn't have happened. If the kids in Uvalde all had guns, then uh, the shooter... So, okay, you, of, course, of course they need to be... Everything needs to be yes, more secure, but you yes. can't secure yourself out of terrorism and, and, uh, and, and, and vandalism of of this sort but if you'd like to lay that on top of me you go ahead big boy you just, you just feel better about yourself well you know you're you're right i mean the the guns and the easy access to guns and all that obviously and god knows we're working on that diligently uh but until then it doesn't mean you stop having metal detectors and you don't have you know the doors that close automatically and all that that's shit. right i did yeah. say that Britt, didn't i say it <laughs> I was the one. I was the one that told the Republicans, as soon as you get control of the House of Representatives, stop with all the security. I was that guy. You outed me. You got me. Will you quit arguing against shit that I didn't say that didn't happen or that I wasn't thinking about? But you did pound me about the whole thing with the security. You don't. I'm going to make you attend every Las Vegas Raiders game. In person, oh, no. Next year, you're going to have to go there. Oh, come and on, torture yourself. Come on, that's cruel and unusual punishment. I haven't done anything to deserve that. What the fuck are you doing? That's just out of bounds. All right, and and since we're we're, we're in the gun zone here, let's let's talk about the legal problems now for Alec Baldwin. Yeah, Alec Baldwin. Yeah, um, who along with uh, the the uh, the other woman, the woman who uh, was in charge of uh, getting the gun set up correctly her name is hannah gutierrez reed <laughs> that's nice what that's, the, that's really did you have an enchilada for lunch her name is hannah gutierrez reed <laughs> i am drinking a pepsi they're charged with involuntary manslaughter yeah uh in the death of the cinematographer on the set of the movie 
rust. And, you know, um, I wanted to look up the exact definition of involuntary manslaughter. You don't hear that all that often. No. And uh, what it is, the, the best way to explain it is an example. I'm, I'm using the folks at uh, Find Law and okay. uh, stealing from them. Let's say you come home, you find your wife in bed with uh, another guy. Oh, wait, okay. let, let me be modern. Another guy or another woman. That's fine by me. Either <laughs> That's way. Exactly right. I don't want to yeah. judge here. Sure. Um, or a guy who's become a woman or a woman who's become, you don't know who they're in bed with, right? And who, who identifies as whom? You don't exactly. know. Exactly. You have no idea. So you get pissed and you go storming out of the house. You go down to the neighborhood bar and you start drinking. Okay. You start drinking and then you get in your car and you're driving back home to take care of business and you get into an accident and kill someone, you're yeah. drunk, okay? Yeah. You will likely be charged with involuntary manslaughter because, of course, you didn't set out to do this. Um, but it isn't always associated, obviously, with drunk driving here. And that's why it sounds sort of reasonable that this is what they're trying to tag Alec Baldwin with. Right? Nobody's thinking this was a premeditated uh, murder that that he along with the uh, person who who uh, is in charge of gun safety uh did so it's a criminally negligent homicide so it's uh, somebody gets killed and there's no question that you didn't mean to do it but that you were associated with whatever negligence brought those circumstances to the moment where the person got killed okay so just so because sometimes these stories come up and they start using phraseology that all the lawyers know and they never bother to quite explain it um so that you realize what what involuntary manslaughter means so th this is not a life in prison kind of thing but he could no. get several years maybe um over this and i don't did i didn't expect this did you uh, not really. Uh, I mean, I know, I know that again, there, there are a lot of people who are conservatives and Fox news watchers that think that people like you and I obsess over Alec Baldwin's next move. And, oh my God, I hope he makes it through this. But no, I, I hadn't really, uh, anticipated this happening to him. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, I don't know what more there is for us to say here. Um, because everything beyond just putting out the the little factoid about the the charges is just is a speculative drivel, which yeah, we do that a lot. Well, I'm happy to do it. I'm, I think I'm one it, of the I'm one of the best speculative drivelers I think out there. Yeah, yeah. So honestly, yeah, you know, hand the guy a gun, he's cavalier with it, doesn't give it a second thought. Next thing you know, somebody's dead. I don't know. It's a it's a, it's it's a weird story. Thank goodness there's a never ending supply of stories for uh the forensic files and uh all these these uh shows that just live off of these kinds of stories thank goodness it, it never never ends never ends sad yeah, yeah. it's a bad uh, i mean i i just hate i hate the story overall oh yeah because the, the poor woman and i do and not family. i do not dislike alec baldwin oh no in the least i think he gets a, a bad rap from the usual suspects and he does. Uh, i mean and there's a there's a lot of schadenfreude got going on and what gets lost and all that's that poor woman that lost her life yeah i mean that's uh, horrible her and her family right now uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you a little story here about a guy who uh, just died 
just okay. died, who you've never heard of. Okay. His name is William Consovoy, C-O-N-S-O-V-O-Y. And he was okay. a big time conservative lawyer. I mean, he was big time. He represented Trump in the tax returns case. Uh, he's been involved with, with uh, everything that you can, you can name. He helped to undo the 1965 voters right act, the voting rights act. He's on the wrong side of affirmative action cases. You name it. He is that guy. All right. He just died sadly at age 48 and he had, uh, uh cancer, brain cancer. It's just horrible, cancer, horrible yeah. story. I only bring it up because uh-huh. this is the first death of someone of prominence where throughout the story, and I did a deep enough search where no right wingers accused his death of being from the vaccine. First one. I see. I see. First one. <laughs> it's strange, isn't it? Right. Now he had brain cancer, but that never stopped them, the usual suspects, from applying the he died of a vaccine or she died, you know, to Lisa Marie Press. Everybody that dies who's famous always dies of the vaccine, except this guy. Just and so, here, here's another one, and and, and this is the one uh, Donald Trump's going to be in the state for that memorial service for yeah. Diamond, and, and, and oh. she's 52 years old. Yeah. Uh, what, nobody's you, saying she died. Do you of that dare day. think? Do you dare think he would go there? I'm I'm just. And I, and I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. Because he is on the other side of this now. Of course, he's he's trying to. And you remember the couple times he got booed later in his presidency when he would make speeches about the vaccine just in terms of if it wasn't for him there wouldn't be one but then he went the other way as you know and uh, accused dr fauci and and all other kinds of folks of 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 killing people but now at this point with uh and i even hate to use the word legacy <laughs> with with donald trump yeah this in a normal world it's not this would be the one thing that you could put on the Wikipedia page for Donald Trump, that was a positive that uh, he, although it's my belief that any president breathing at the time would have done the same thing, but okay, we'll pretend for a second that Donald Trump was instrumental in making sure yeah. that pedal That's to the a- metal. Pedal to the metal to get the vaccine. That's a great <laughs> narrative. That's a great narrative that he didn't slow down the process right. and keep it from being distributed. It's great. I do well, like that take it. on history. Yeah. As long as he didn't fuck up something that's great. That should be normal course of business, then that's a great thing. But you know, he wrecked that himself. So I don't think I don't think that he's going to even allude to see if, if we were that. like them if 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 our people if I, the liberals the democrats whatever we are were like the other side we would be like a bunch of jesse waters uh charlie kirk assholes going hey family why don't you tell us that you was vaccinated or not and we just scream it all the time like they would do that's something that those fucking assholes would do and they would scream they would insist that silk tell us whether diamond was vaccinated or not that that's what we would do if we were huge assholes like these people. Are. Mm. And I'll tell mm. you another thing about your narrative there, because you were you were correct. Yeah. This is another thing that Joe Biden gets zero credit for, because when they came into the White House in, in January of 21, there was no plan, no plan to roll out that vaccine the way it should have been rolled out across America. And they fucking did that shit. They left them with a pile of shit. The Trump people did. And they were able to get that vaccine out way better. 
way better, way further, way faster than the Trump people did. And he gets, he'll get no credit for that whatsoever. Again, that dementia ridden old man that just stumbles around and falls on his face. They, they did a great job with that back in 21. Well, see, I think there was a plan, but the plan looked very, very similar to those secret documents that they found in Florida right. spread out all over the place. You couldn't make uh, um, up or down, left or right, black or white from what was the, that was the plan. It was a big mess. So they- and, I, and I realize that we have recency bias. I, I get all of that. But when you see the Jim Jordans out there, how about the price of eggs? And you're like, well, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry, but 2021 did happen. It was a huge recovery from a shit economy that Donald Trump left us with, and they got the vaccine into arms, and we've had wage growth. I know there's inflation, but Jesus Christ, all you guys do is concentrate. Eggs, eggs, eggs! Like, it's the only fucking thing people buy. It's crazy. But I saw a little uh, piece today. What's J.D. Vance been doing since he's been senator? They haven't heard much about him. And he's <laughs> he's weighed in. He's He's behind the scenes mostly on all the, the the bullshit stuff and of course of course he had some uh, mad snapping answers to stupid questions regarding gas stoves he got in on that he he couldn't he that couldn't was that, that was my favorite mad magazine regular feature was snappy answers to stupid questions yeah yeah, uh, yeah. so I, I i know what i wanted to run by you before you go on to your next item I know that you saw that piece. I think it was in the Washington Post, and I think it was actually on the front of it about Tom Tillis being the deal maker, mover, and shaker in the United States Senate. Uh, that was one of those. Saw the headline. Have to prioritize. It is weird. I'll take, I'll take their their word for it, uh, because re- remember, um, you know Tillis as bad a senator as I think he. You know, it's a continuum. It's how bad do you suck? So the more shitty people that are in the Congress that come along, it pushes you kind of up the ladder. That that's my my take on Tillis. But the, they they you know again to get this beautiful like fawning coverage in the fucking Washington Post. Like this guy, this guy, he's going to be the guy that puts partisanship together. When you and I know there's not a, there's not a, a thought in that man's head. If he ever had an original thought, it would die of boredom. Yeah, I mean, he's such a—he's been such a nothing senator, and they portray him as this deal-making mover and shaker. He's the guy. He—he he knows how to count the votes. He knows everything about it. He's always working. Thanksgiving morning, he's calling up Democratic senator. Hey, I got the votes for blah blah blah. I don't—I don't get it, dude. I just don't get it. That guy. Well, I, I have an idea for the uh, latest and greatest deal maker and peacemaker in the world and uh, bipartisan superhero tom tillis which by the way if he did this uh and was successful at it it would it actually would put him in the running for the nomination for the republicans in in if he could pull this off all right because really the most important story in the united states right now is that they crossed over this debt ceiling deadline. And now the Treasury Department is uh, got one hand here, one hand here, one hand here, duct tape here and scotch tape there, right. moving money around to keep paying the bills for a few weeks and a few months until it becomes too late. It is the equivalent of when you... Uh, 
ignore your mortgage. If you don't pay for one month, you're usually okay. I believe it's that second month, yeah, right? That's why that's I start getting nervous. They, yeah, they, they come, they start to come up your ass, and yeah, uh, I don't know at what point you get an automatic. If you don't pay by this time, you get foreclosed on. But that's what the country yeah. is is moving down the the road to. And if if Tom Tillis could uh, get together uh, some senators, and by the way, a Democrat could do that. We'll pick Tom Tillis here. We'll give him a break to uh, walk that long distance from the Senate over to the House of Representatives, okay, and say to the Republicans who are going to hold out, because it doesn't take very many of them to fuck this whole thing up and keep us from increasing the debt ceiling limit, paying our bills that we already owed, and moving on like we've done 85 times since 1980, under Democratic presidents and Republican presidents, even if there have been uh, a couple of scares, it always gets done. But this time feels different, doesn't it, Britt? This mm-hmm. time, if, if every story that goes, well, the most pessimistic people think, oh, in the end, they're not really going to go through with this and send the credit rating of the country down the toilet, which will wreck the economy, wreck the stock market, destroy confidence in our treasury uh, securities, raise interest rates, not just for Americans, but for everyone around the world on everything almost instantly. They're not really going to do it. And I feel like this is, and this one I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you. Oh, thank you. Serve this one. It's about time. Let me stand back. You were definitely ahead of me. Yeah, let let me take a deep breath. I'm never going to leave the White House. It's never going to happen. Okay, they're going to have to take them out of their kicking and screaming, which is essentially what happened since he tried to overthrow the entire apparatus of the United States government to get him out. And there were people like they said, it's not going to happen. He's just going to leave. And now this time with this situation where it's not just a train coming down the tracks and it's going to hit us in five minutes, we see it. Weeks and months down the track. Oh, they're putting the pedal to the metal. They're accelerating. They want the the the, the pedal right flat on the floor as they go toward the train. Right, and uh, the, yeah, they're they're daring you to uh, stand there and get run over, figuratively speaking. And if Tom Tillis could get a bunch of senators, including Democrats, to um, go over to the Republican side and say, "All right." Here's what you guys want to do. Uh, You want to vote with us on blank, 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 blank. It shouldn't always be the Republicans who are playing this game of we're not going to do anything if you don't vote this way on this day or or that way. And I don't know whether anything like that will work. I don't think people in the House ever want to hear from senators. You know, they they hate senators because they're they're supposedly more prestigious i'm not quite sure why mm. i guess because they represent more people um but they, they manage not to beat each other up there in the in the chambers at least these days right right <laughs> right right um and that, that would be a big deal that, well, that been, would be a big deal if it, but it's not going to happen but so, you see these you know, motherfuckers every day cheerleading for a recession 
And that's what they're doing, because this is the easiest way to get people to vote for them or to get Joe Biden out of the White House yeah, or whatever. This is not cheering for a recession. Yes, this but they're trying involved, to make one happen. A worldwide financial that's, collapse. That's what that's they're hoping. So it, it, it ends one of two ways. We do end up in a huge worldwide collapse, and uh, our economy goes down the shitter. People get fired, our economy. And then they go, wow, look at Joe Biden. He fucked everything up. That's that's option one. Yeah, well, or option, option two is the other thing that you're talking about, where they have a – some moderate senator, I don't know, Mitt Romney or Tom Tillis, and they get together and they figure it out and they work it out. And then, of course, those people are the most hated people in the world, and they just launch bombs on them and on Fox News and on talk radio for eternity. Right. And, for and, selling and, out the party, right? And and uh, and maybe maybe because I'm thinking about this as as we talk about, maybe I came about at, at this the wrong way, um, because. The silence, the silence from the Republicans in the U.S. Senate is deafening on this, isn't it? Well, there's been times. You know, that, that, they're more than happy to talk about gas stoves. That, oh, that's sure. important. Gas, gas stoves and drag shows, very important. Right. Huge, huge platform for the Republican Party. There have been times when they've had senators that have tried to go over and talk to House members in, in the Republican Party, and that was not looked upon very, very friendly in, in a very uh, positive light. I think Ted Cruz went over there and tried to whip some people, and you know things like that happened. But uh, yeah, it looks like that's going to have to happen because the crazoids are definitely like feeling their oats right now. They're having a moment. Because remember, it's, it's not very many of them that are, are going to block what needs to be done in the name of screwing up and cutting Social Security for the future. But this, and they no, haven't even bothered. You know what? They haven't even bothered this time. But this is where it's, your your prediction may come in hand, like where where we have the true the billionaires and the millionaires kind of step in and give Kevin McCarthy a, a call and go, stop the bullshit. Well, Stop the bullshit. This is the, just quit. Well, he is going to have to make a choice. You're right, it, and it's going to be between, um, you know, Republican donors going up the food chain in terms of uh, how big they are, and Marjorie Taylor Greene, Paul Gosar, right, um, Lauren Boebert, uh, Scott Perry, and and these people. Um, He's going to have to make that choice, and uh, he's he's going to have to disappoint somebody, Britt. <laughs> the, the, that is that that's an interesting thing because at that point in time, the gun is always at his head because one member can call for the vote of no confidence. That's what I call it. Good, and you, they can, you know what, Britt? If if Kevin McCarthy were to do a one eighty here, okay. And do the right thing and put these people in a room and tell them the truth that we have to do this or the country is going to go possibly into a depression in short order. And I don't care if you object and have me thrown out as speaker. If he did that, you know what? He'd be a hero to the country. He would go down in history as somebody who one time in his life did the principled thing. Now, again, I'm talking crazy here because, yeah. you know, we talked for six years about isn't there one Republican that's willing to give up their position in government to do the right thing, quit Donald Trump's cabinet, uh, uh, quit you know, 
lose their seat. And the answer is there were very, very few. Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney late here, but very, very few. So the idea that, that Kevin McCarthy, of all people, would do the right thing for the country. Um, but you know what? They're not even pretending to do what they always do, say, on Social Security, which is, well, this isn't going to affect current recipients or people that get Social Security in the next 10 years. It's going to start in the year 2037 that we're going to start increasing. The, you know, they always do that. That's always the game that they play Jesus. to try to make it seem as if they're not cutting Social Security. And and they are when they start increasing the age at which you can start to take, you know, all, all, all those. They're not even saying that, Britt. They're, they're essentially saying we want to repeal everything that just about every American likes that goes back yeah. to the 1960s or the 1930s. That would be Social Security. Medicare. Medicare. Yeah. <sighs> Forget it. Any kind of safety net that still exists. And by the way, the safety net has been stretched razor thin, and it is frayed for the American Unemployment people. Unemployment benefits, those Absolutely. have already been killed. And oh, we're, yeah. I think we're in the worst state now for unemployment benefits because of the Republican legislature in north carolina i wouldn't i wouldn't doubt it we're pretty much down at the bottom and let, let me just take a detour there because you are now seeing some of the stories i'm sure as far as who is who might be running for governor in north carolina in 2024 josh stein the democrat announcing which i think was pretty well known and then you're starting to hear these whispers that the guy in republican politics for many years dale folwell who is our state treasurer he might want to be governor and this is where I've been telling you the Republican Party is going to have a problem. Oh, good. I love this. Because they have a huge pre-diabetic man, at the very least, to the at lieutenant governor, who is a bomb thrower, a gay he's hater. post-diabetic. <laughs> Wilford Brimley's best buddy, Mark Robinson, who never met a gay or trans person he couldn't hate. And if they, the Republican Party says, we're going to put this reasonable country club Republican who is acceptable and not controversial, and looks like your insurance salesman or maybe your dentist. This is the guy we want. But this guy, Mark Robinson, who the crazoids love, Brad, they love this motherfucker, and he's been throwing bombs on all your moms for oh, several years he's, now. He's a North Carolina mega maga whack job. Je okay. If Jesse Helms were alive today, Jesse Helms would be whacking his pud to this guy yeah. constantly in his YouTube speech. Yeah, but but you're you're leaving out the most fun part of this, right? Which is race. Oh yeah, well the, that's the, the, the Republican that, primary. Yep, will be between a guy who spent the last uh, few years as lieutenant governor fighting culture wars saying all the things you might hear out That's of it. Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump about every issue, uh, whether it's transgender it's bathroom. He, he's he's yeah. in on all that shit, and all that's him. He's the lieutenant governor versus uh, you know, a garden variety person that really, Britt, he has the name recognition of this stapler that I'm holding. Nobody knows who he is. Okay? I, I, I really love... I love him for one reason. He controls my pension right now, and he's doing a damn fine job. Right. But again, he's right. he's the non-controversial, let's just skate through guy. He's so the what, guy. What makes you think, what makes you think for one second right now that Republican primary voters in North Carolina are suddenly going to say, you know, it's probably time to move on from that kind of divisive, ugly angry <laughs> rhetoric 
yeah. that has ripped apart our country for well, years and years and years and years. And we're just going to vote for the guy who really looks like the, the manager of the Ace Hardware store down the street. He does. He the, does. The, the, uh, the, 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 Britt, what makes you think that that's going to happen? Racism for the win. This is where racism saves the Republican Party. This is where they finally get to it and they go, oh, he's like a 500-pound black guy? Yeah, I think I'll go for grandpa over here. Hang on a second. Check. But I think the the real fun becomes when you have the gatekeepers of the state Republican Party, the Phil Burgers, the mover, the guys who control it, the guys who were sitting in the oak chairs smoking the cigars at the country club on the weekends, and they have to go to Mark Robinson and go, ah, you know, this this may not be for you. We've got some good shit for you down the road. But if you could just just sit this one out and just let – let Gramps over here take the lead. I don't think that's how it works anymore. <laughs> I would love. I don't to think see it works that, that way anymore. Oh, he's not going. He's not going to follow the script. I want to see him buck them like a In motherfucker. Fact, he would love it if that's what happened, so that he <laughs> could then say, "They don't want me, therefore they don't want you to have control over your lives." Right? It's always they're not uh, trying to stop me from running for governor. They're they're just hating on you. And they want to continue to do business as as usual. So I don't know if he becomes the uh, again if it's Josh Stein versus Mark Robinson, and that's your that's your final two. God, I hope that I I have enough faith in the place that I have lived my entire life, all of my entire life. I've either had a two eight or a two seven leading off on my zip code. Never lived anywhere else. I'm I'm moderately kind of sure that we would go for Josh Stein and we would reject the hatred of Mark Robinson. But I can't tell you 100%. I wouldn't be able to say that based on what's going well, on. Well, but the, the racism will work to our advantage this time. <laughs> it's it worked, weird. It worked against the Democrats. It's weird. Resulting in Ted Budd being the senator versus Sherry Beasley, 150 times more qualified. And in this case, in this case, the white guy, the Democrat, Josh Stein, is 150 times more qualified. Yes, he is. The next governor. Yes, he than, is. Than uh, you know, Mark Robinson, who's like, uh, who th- he thinks he's Cedric the Entertainer. <laughs> okay, <laughs> except Cedric the Entertainer is a funny guy. Well, he's more he like he's a very nice person and very affable, and doesn't have all kinds of shit skeletons in right. his closet. So. If, if Showtime at the Apollo was a, a, a nonstop gay-hating extravaganza, yes, he would be the doo-doo brown of, yeah. uh, of, of that whole situation. Hey, uh, speaking of that, <laughs> speaking of that, people, um, here are the, one of the headlines. Um, let's see here. Congress apparently has its first drag queen member. Guess who it is? You know who it is. It's George Santos. Yeah. Who, by the way, is denying the story that he was a drag queen in Brazil and that there is a picture of him that has been posted by a reporter for MSNBC, Marissa Cabas. The picture is from 2008. Uh, Ms. Caba says she spoke with a Brazilian drag queen named uh, Ula Richard, who apparently was friends with Santos when they lived near Rio de Janeiro, who said she and her friends knew the now congressman as Anthony or his drag name, which was Kitara. Oh, God. Kitara? Yes, he 
he denies that. He also denies the dead dog story. Yeah. He did this on Twitter on Thursday morning. Uh, the allegation, as you probably know, is from two New Jersey uh, veterans who claimed that George Santos promised to help raise money for life-saving surgery for one of their dogs in 2016, but he just took off with the money. Uh, George Santos denies that. And you always know that, that he's telling the truth in his denial when he says, the reports that I would let a dog die is shocking and insane. Shocking. My work in animal advocacy was the labor of love and hard work. Over the past 24 hours, I've received pictures of dogs that I helped reduce throughout the years, along with supportive messages. Reduce? So he's like Trump. He can't spell. He can't use language correctly. These distractions will not stop me. Stop you from doing what? <laughs> Lying? What I will continue to lie. <laughs> I will continue to be the biggest fucking liar you've ever known in your entire life. Or my name isn't. What's my name again? Right. Right. So add add drag queen to the to the list. And of course, again, this this is a real dilemma for Republicans. Here you go. Uh, remember, drag queens, drag shows are right near the top of their uh, current hit list. If if you go to the uh, top forty stupid things that Republicans whine about right now, it's drag queens and and drag shows, yeah. right? And we even reached the point where uh, what last month you had a murder several of them out in Colorado at a, uh, at, at a drag show. Um, their yeah. rhetoric does move people, unfortunately, to do horrible things. So now, if they have one in their midst, is this the thing that does it? Now we have to go back a few weeks where people who said, after all the shit that Trump did, when he put out those, those uh, NFT cards of him being a superhero, now I'm done with it, right? Everything he did up until now, I can tolerate. So with George Santos, everything he's lied about, that was horrible. But, you know, we are Republicans, and we hate LGBTQ people, at least the politicians who have to pander to the worst element, the deplorables of the Republican Party have to say that they're against this. But we have one in our midst. Mr. Santos, you're going to have to resign. <laughs> my favorite wants to talk to you. No, my favorite story this week is when they had him. I guess it was on Anderson Cooper and they had his old roommates from New York. And they go, well, the, the motherfucker sold a, a Burberry scarf. And they showed the picture of, and they showed the video of him from the Stop the Steel rally. He's wearing the goddamn scarf. Yeah, it's my scarf. That's the one that he stole. That's what they're looking at live on TV. <laughs> every, every time a story comes up, I have to tell you, I had not heard about the scarf story. I just, I, it's, it's just I, something new. I mean, I have a couple of, of thoughts on this. I know like people are, there are a lot of people out there like, geez, why don't the Republicans get rid of, well, why don't they get rid of this guy? And they're like, he's another vote for them to pass their bullshit agenda. What are you talking about? They'll, they'll take a vote from anybody. They'll dig up, they'll dig up uh, Hitler. If, and, and just, if they can throw him in a chair in there to vote for their shit, they'll do it. They don't care. They're like, they don't care how they look. The other thing I wanted to ask you was a lot of this stuff, because the Republicans were pretty much able to um, capture a majority in the house because in great part, because of gerrymandering. That's what that that was the big reason that they were able to do that. You know what? And, and, and in one place in particular, the state of New York. Yeah, New York. Also, they they fucked around with Florida too. And Florida, they, they New York. Helpful. You got it. Yeah. So, but there there were some independent voters that went, ah, fuck it, I'm going to go for the 
the Republican. And I wonder if there were like true, honest to God, nonpartisan, I can go this way or that way, independents who were looking at this and going, oh my God, what have I done? I mean, I hope that there are some people that are thinking that right now, not realizing they would create the shit show that they see before them. I don't know. Uh, it's the same story all the time. It's, it's very difficult for someone who's made that kind of decision to admit that they were ever wrong. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, Trump, one of his bullshit lines that, that justifies what he thinks is his uh, ability to say that the election was stolen from him is, is that he got X number of million more votes in 2020 than he got in 2016. Of course, uh, Joe Biden got uh, X number of million plus extra, extra millions more than Hillary Clinton got, which, of course, he never mentions. Okay, but just the raw number leads me to believe that uh, many of these people have no compunction and are ready to vote for him again. And if you look at the way the dominoes are 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 sorting out right now, um, maybe Trump has been very smart to lay low and not do rallies for the last couple months. Uh, I don't know. Trump and smart. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. That's tough. The, 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 the more he's in the news, the worse his ratings get. And uh, the more people see him for for what he is. But uh, right now, if you were betting on who would be the Republican nominee, you'd still have to bet on him. Well, just the way that they they still kiss. I mean, again, they can they can talk all they want to about oh, he's not in charge of the party and this. And that. Absolutely, Kevin Kevin McCarthy. The first thing he did was race That's to right. a microphone and thank yeah. Donald Trump yeah. for being yeah. elected. Right, you can't have it both ways. No, you can't. You can't occasionally say, "Well, we need to to worry about the future. We <laughs> we shouldn't look at the past." That's their way of criticizing Trump, right? That's the closest <laughs> exactly. Lot of them get. We we just uh, can't look at what happened yesterday. That's gone. We need to look at the future. And the truth is, they would be much better off if they just went ahead and turned around and put all of their their, their lot behind uh, DeSantis. I hate the guy, but that's the guy. That's the guy you want, but they can't yeah, turn away from their ex-lover. They can't break up with their ex. The story, don't you love all the stories this week about Ron DeSantis being sent to charisma school? That, that, that he's such an unlikable piece of shit that it's, it's they're worried... That because, of course, he doesn't have the speaking shtick, he doesn't have the ability to cut through to an audience at all the way Trump does. And there's no evidence that in a debate that uh, Trump won't pull all of his stunts that he's pulled on on everyone else. And uh, I would submit to you that uh, Joe Biden, in the end, was a pretty damn good debater. He sure was. He didn't fall for any of it. Right. It's a, uh, it's a big reason, I think, that he, ca- he kind of won the, the election is there were some people who were wondering, like, and then they got him in the debate and he looked pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I always think about that when they talk about charisma school and stuff like that. I always hearken back to Kathy Lee Gifford on the Regis show. And it was very obvious at some point in that show, they said to her, you know, you're kind of coming off as a bitch. You need to smile more. So she would put on this really fake smile all the time on that show. Just like well, that worked for her. <laughs> but, 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 but you know, you know who had the, the, you know, Mitt Romney. Yeah. Sort of had that problem, but compared oh, Jesus. to DeSantis, you know, you know, Mitt Romney is Jerry Lewis. Ah! You know, he's he's funny. How do you de-assholeify yourself? I mean, how are you how are you gonna do that, Ron DeSantis? That's right. And 
you know, he's he's got his uh, culture war bullshit story of the day rolling out every day. There's a new one every every day. Uh, let's see what do we have left here. Oh, and, and by the way, the uh, the whole thing about the country teetering now on uh, on financial tender hooks because of what's going on in Washington. By the way, for absolutely. Uh, no reason reminds me of, of of what you do and and I can remember when I was just starting out out of college and it wasn't making much money and things were a little tight and every, every once in a while you get that credit card building uh, I don't think I can pay the whole thing I'll pay a little bit of it now and the interest runs up and it, it sucks it just it's just horrible yeah so if you can't pay the credit card bill, then what do you do? All right, here's my list. Sell the car. You sell the house. Uh, you mortgage your mother-in-law. Uh, you eat cat food. Or, in today's world, your move of last resort to get out from underneath the bill collectors. You change your identity to George Soros. <laughs> they never can find you. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Um this is just, you, you just can't believe it. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And um, it's going to be a long weekend. That, that's all I got. I, I hope I hope we have some good football to watch. That's all I care about. I don't know how good it's going to be or not, but it's. Yeah, it, it, you know what? Usually when you have a great weekend, it's always followed up by either blowouts or, you know, nine to seven. This is a, I gotta say, this is where the, the the Dallas Cowboys need to take one for the team and just shit the bed. I mean, it would really cheer America up at a time when we need it. 